Before we even get into it, I just want to give a warning. There is going to be some graphic content. There's going to be some blood and gore, as well as some blasphemy. Welcome back to the Harder Than Rock podcast. Sorry, it's been a little bit of time since my last one, but you know, life gets in the way. This podcast is your podcast dedicated to heavy metal and hard rock. This podcast will include some of the best hard and heavy music in history. In addition to being heavy, the music may be a bit eclectic. Keep in mind, heavy is not only music, but heavy can be lyrical content too. This is episode 004, Rise of the Priest. I've changed things up a little bit for the podcast. I have decided to present heavy effing history band by band instead of an overall history of heavy metal. I've decided to start with Judas Priest because we have covered Black Sabbath over the previous episodes. But we'll return to Black Sabbath for their whole story later. And from this point forward, I will continue with the Molten Metal timeline. I'll have occasionally Molten Metal news and occasionally I may have a review of an album if one comes out that I think kicks ass. So with that, let's get started. Let's start off with some Slayer and their song, When the Stillness Comes. It's gonna be the early version. I just saw them in Boston on July 25th. Kick ass show, Slayer still brings it. And after that, 
We're going to have the song I Am the Law by Anthrax, and I'm going to play the John Bush version.
time for the Molten Metal Timeline. Get your high tops and denim jackets ready. Let's go back 30 years, once again to the year 1986, to see what was happening in the heavy metal and hard rock world. As I have said before, 1986 was a great year for metal and music in general. Some of the bands that formed during 1986 include Skid Row and Faster Pussycat. They're not really the favorites of mine, but some of their songs were okay. The next band was Dark Throne, Cacophony, Grave, Immolation, and Pestilence. There were a number of great heavy metal albums released in 1986. In fact, some of the best and most influential metal albums ever released came out that year. Some of the metal albums released in 1986 include Epicus Dumicus, Metallicus from Candlemass, Cryptic Slaughters Convicted, Eternal Devastation by Destruction, Fate's Warning's Great Album Awaken the Guardian, Hallow's Eve's Death and Insanity, Hate, Fear, and Power from Hyrax, The Mighty Creator's Pleasure to Kill, Lightning Strikes by Loudness, and Yngwie J. Malmsteen and his great album Trilogy. Some of the biggest metal and hard rock events of 1986 were Judas Priest was sued by families of two teens who alleged that backmasking, which were hidden messages in music played backwards, was responsible for inciting two young men to commit suicide. And thankfully, Judas Priest won the case. The documentary Heavy Metal Parking Lot, which documented heavy metal music fans tailgating in the parking lot outside the Capitol Theater in Landover, Maryland, was filmed and released. One of the world's best hard rock and metal radio stations was born in 1986. That was KNAC. It went on air in Los Angeles, California for the first time that year. And the first Monsters of Rock Festival took place in 1986. This festival featured Ozzy Osbourne, Scorpions, Def Leppard, Motorhead, and Warlock. Well, it's back to the metal. First up is the band Death Angel with their fun song, Bored. After that, we'll have the classic Motorhead song, Iron Fist.
This is heavy F in history, the rise of the priest. Jewish Priest is one of the greatest metal and rock bands ever. They were formed in Birmingham, England in 1969. The Priest has sold over 50 million albums since their inception. It took a while for the band to find out who they were as a band. They also had early lineup shifts and drummer changes. It was in 1980 when the Priest first cemented themselves together as a band. 1980 was the year they released their classic album, British Steel, which firmly placed them in heavy metal superstar status. The band's lineup has seen a lot of changes over the years, most notably the temporary departure of Rob Halford in the 1990s. He was replaced by Ripper Owens, and Rob ultimately returned to the band a few years later. Ripper Owens wasn't too bad, but my problem with him was that he copied Rob Halford significantly. He should have just been himself. But the best thing to happen for the priest was Rob Halford to return. The current lineup consists of Rob Halford, Glenn Tipton, Richie Faulkner, Ian Hill, and drummer Scott Travis. In my opinion, Scott Travis is probably their best drummer they've ever had. The band's best-selling album is 1982's Screaming for Vengeance. With their most commercially successful lineup that featured Halford, Tipton, Hill, K.K. Downey, and Dave Holland. Tipton and Hill are the only two members of the band to appear on every album. Their influence, which was Halford's operatic vocal style and the twin guitar sound of Downey and Tipton, has been adopted by many bands. Their image of leather, spikes, and other taboo articles of clothing were widely influential during the glam metal era of the 1980s. The Guardian referred to British Steel as the record that defines heavy metal. Despite a decline in exposure during the 1990s, the band has seen a resurgence. And yes, The Priest is back. They're currently working on a new album, hopefully to be out next year. Well, let's listen to some early Judas Priest. Here is the song Rockarola, followed up by the song Never Satisfied.
All right, we're back to the rise of the priest. This is Origins, 1969 to 1974. An earlier band with a different lineup had been formed in the West Midlands area of England in 1969 by a man named Al Atkins, who was a vocalist, Bruno Staplehill on bass, John Partridge on drums, and John Perry on guitar. Perry was killed in a suicide-related car accident, according to Al Atkins, shortly after the band's formation, and was subsequently replaced by Ernie Chataway. Where did they get the name Judas Priest? Well, Bruno Stapenhill came up with the name Judas Priest from Bob Dylan's song, The Ballad of Frankie Lee and Judas Priest. The band played their first gig on 25 November 1969 at the George Hotel in Walsall and then toured Scotland in December of 1969 and toured Scotland in December 1969 and January 1970. Shortly after the tour, the group disbanded in April 1970. Their last gig was on 20 April at the Youth Center in Cannock. The lineup that took over the name Judas Priest included lead guitarist K.K. Downing, bassist Ian Hill, and drummer John Ellis. K.K. Downing and Hill had known each other since childhood, and they grew up on the same Yew Tree estate in Walsall and became close friends in their early teens. As teenagers, they shared similar musical interests, which included Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Queen, Deep Purple, Jimi Hendrix, The Who, Cream, and The Yardbirds, and learned to play instruments from listening to those records. This version of Judas Priest was found in October of 1970 in Birmingham. They all agreed to join with Atkins, who suggested using the old band's name, and they rehearsed at Atkins' mother-in-law's house in Stone Cross. This group of Judas Priest played their first gig on March 16, 1971 in St. John's Hall in Essington, England. With K.K. Downing assuming the lead role in the band, the band moved away from their original blues influences to play hard rock. The quartet played around Birmingham and the surrounding areas with various drummers until 1974. They opened for bands such as Budgie, Thin Lizzy, and Trapeze. Eventually, financial difficulties and problems with their management, which was Tony Omi's company IMA, led to the departure of Alan Atkins and drummer Chris Campbell. Luckily for all of us Priest fans, at the time Ian Hill was dating a Walsall woman who suggested her brother, Rob Halford, as the band's new singer. Halford tried out and got the gig. Upon joining Judas Priest, Halford brought drummer John Hinch from his previous band, Hiroshima. This lineup toured the UK, often supporting Budgie, and even headlined some shows in Norway and Germany. Well, back to the music. Let's start off with the Priest cover of Joan Baez's song, Diamonds and Rust. And after that, one of my favorite Judas Priest songs, The Ripper. i 
Back to the Rise of the Priest, 1974 to 1977. Before the band entered the studio to record their first album, the record company suggested they add another musician to the lineup. As Downing was reluctant to incorporate a keyboard or horn player into the band, he chose another lead guitarist, Glenn Tipton. So in April of 1974, Judas Priest had their new member. Downing and Tipton worked together to adapt the existing material and Tipton also received credits as a songwriter. In August of 1974, the band released their debut single, Rockarola, and followed this a month later with the album of the same name. Technical problems during the recording contributed to the poor sound quality of the record. Producer Roger Bain, who produced Black Sabbath's first three albums, as well as Budgie's first album, dominated the production of the album and made decisions in which the band did not agree with. Bain also chose to leave fan favorites from the band's live set, such as Tyrant, Genocide, the ripper off the album, and he cut the song Caviar and Meth from a 10-minute song down to a two-minute instrumental. The tour for Rockarola was Judas Priest's first international tour with dates in Germany, Netherlands, Norway, Denmark, including a show at the Hotel Kluben in Tonsberg, 
one hour from Oslo, Norway, which scored them a somewhat negative review in the local press. The album Rockarola flopped upon release, leaving the priest in dire financial straits. They attempted to secure a deal with Gull Records to get a monthly pay of 50 pounds per month. However, because Gull Records were struggling as well, they declined. Rockarola has been, for the most part, dismissed by the band, and none of its songs were played live after 1976, except for Never Satisfied, which was revived during the Epitaph Tour in 2011. All right, let's listen to some more Priest. Here's the song Sinner, followed by Dissident Aggressor.
All right, that is it for this episode of Harder Than Rock. We will continue with The Rise of the Priest next episode. If you'd like to contact me, offer a suggestion, or make a request for show content, please drop me an email. My email will be listed on the show notes. Until next episode, cheers. <laughs>